Welcome to Age of Minority, a podcast for youth about the gospel. I'm your host, Jaquel, here with my co-host, pastor, and dad, Sean. Hi, I was trying to have a hey. deep voice, and I couldn't do it. Hi, hi Jaquel. <laughs> wow, that was sad. Hey, hey, Jaquel. What's going on, girl? Hey, dad. Have I, uh, have I adequately creeped you out yet? Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty pretty good. Yeah, all right. Thank so, you're welcome, listeners. Yeah, there you go. We're always <laughs> here for you. you. There Keep you amused. There you go, there you go. We're nothing if not amusing. So true. Right? That can so, be our new tagline. There you go. <laughs> We're nothing <laughs> if, if not, not amusing. amusing. Yeah, well, I mean, I am just here for the laughs. I'm here for the jokes. What's going <laughs> on, Mr. Joe? Jokey Teller? <laughs> um, not much. Just, uh, man, your house. I was just telling you, your house is stocked with all the good snacks right now. I know. I take so care So I of just you. had a wonderful lunch with yeah. some uh, good snacks, and now I'm pondering what snack I'm going to have after recording. See, so what happened is that, that like a week ago when we first moved in, Travis was coming to hang out to stay with us for a couple nights, and we didn't have any snacks. And so, so we sad. said, and that's very up. strange and uh, rare for your house. So I said, pick up some snacks, and so he did. But then uh, those snacks are gone, and so yeah. we are now very. I, I went out and got a stock, so I got yeah. jerky. I got caramel oh, I corn. About the jerky. I got potato chips. I got fruit. Wow. I got chopped up fruit. So I many got good man, I got all There's the things. Lemon loaf. Lemon. Well, that was your mom. I don't do any of that stuff. Yeah. You know what I got that I really like? Speaking of bread, last episode we were talking all about the bread. This is crazy. We? Who are we? I know, but English muffins. Oh, a really crispy English yeah. muffin. Oh, nah. yesterday for egg day. Egg, egg day, day. First egg day at the apartment. That's exciting. For egg day, I had uh, eggs over easy with uh, with uh, sausage. Yeah, but it was not. I didn't get the regular sausage. I got this like, what is it? What is it like? Um, no. What is it? No hormones used and all this okay, like, yeah. s- super healthy, I guess. I mean, yeah. it's pork, but yeah. still. And uh, it was, they were maple, but it was very subtle maple. Oh, nice. Anyway, I had that and English muffins. Mm, it was muy bueno. Hmm, cool. I've, I've uh, had to start thinking about the prospect of making freezer meals again. I thought you were going to say freezer meat. And I'm like, what? what? All meat is freezer meat when you put it in the freezer. That's true. Freezer and, meals. Gotcha. And one thing that was really practical and good that I made for Lucy is I made breakfast sandwiches. Oh, yeah. In, in advance and then froze them. And they were really good. So, so I what were they like, again. though, when you thawed them and cooked them? They still came out good? Yeah. So we used croissants. Croissants? Listen, Cro- look cro- at you. Croissant. You're so fancy. Croissant. We have some croissants. I watched this funny TikTok. I'm not on TikTok, but I just saw it. Total side note uh, of this guy. I don't know if you've ever seen. This is a bit of a shtick on TikToks or whatever. But this guy who his mom is French and speaks French. And so he would <laughs> film himself mispronouncing croissant oh, in okay. front of her and how she responded. And she was like so savage to him. Okay. Anyway, it's kind of funny. Uh, Probably had to be there though. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so with croissants, they're already like soft yeah, enough right yet with uh, enough of that crisp exterior that when you thaw them and nuke them like it doesn't turn to mush there's like really? enough bread there the problem if you use too thin of a bagel or an english muffin the bread will get too mushy i think but the croissant was good because there it's it's it was chewier okay not okay. as light and fluffy mm-hmm. it was chewier denser you might say i'm gonna take but i still thought it. it was good okay okay because because like i have bought frozen breakfast sandwiches you yeah know, you get them at walmart and you just yeah. get a pack of two and i will well, never buy them again we assembled them ourselves yeah I yeah say. uh 
No, yeah, I get that. Yeah, so like you we, assembled them and then you froze them. Yeah, right? exactly. But but what I'm saying is that I like I, I get that, but like I bought one that was pre-frozen, right, right. and it was hot Not garbage, yeah. like very bad. I was like, this is an entire waste very of money. Bad. I would never do that again. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, it would be better if you pre-made it yourself, but I can't imagine that much better. Yeah, I don't know. I liked it. But well, we'll hey, see. if you like it, that's all that matters. This time I have to prioritize meals because this time I have a toddler that needs to be fed. Right. <laughs> so even if, uh, I mean, Joe will just yeah. cook, but it would be nice to have some meals in there. You know what I got for the first time when I had Lucy that I was like, wow, this isn't that bad. It's nope. frozen lasagna. Uh, yeah, you know what? I had a bad experience with frozen oh, lasagna. No. There, there was this one kind of frozen lasagna that we used to get. I don't remember where it was. Like as a I kid just, or with mom? No, with mom. And mom oh. really liked it, but I never liked it. Oh. And I'm just like, no, frozen, no. And your mom makes the well, best lasagna. Well, of course. That's why I was very surprised because I was like, I'm sure frozen lasagna is going to be terrible. And it did not even compare, but I still thought it was not bad. I think it depends on what kind you get because there are yeah. some that are okay. It just all all depends. But uh, True with so many different kinds yeah, of food it, and especially packaged food. It, it is indeed. Um, so I'm pretty excited. I've got a meeting with your husband tonight. Yes. And another fellow from the church. We're talking talking about this great book. Uh, no, I can't even remember what it's called. Recovering Covenantal yeah. Heritage. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what it's I called. I know things. It's edited by uh, by Richard Barcellus. Did he talk? Did Joe talk to you about the chapter? Well, a little bit because I know this is the chapter that I did read yeah. from this book. It's just been so long ago. Well, well, I was reading it on Sunday, and I'm, I'm like, man, whenever it says yes, that doesn't look like my writing. Like, oh, in the my column, notes in the, are in there. In the edge, it just says yes, or there's a tick mark. And I'm like, man, no. that doesn't look like <laughs> me. And then it, and all of a sudden, it dawned on me. I'm like, oh, yeah, Jaquel read this chapter. So then I texted mm. Joe and I said, hey, if you want to talk to Jaquel about yeah. it, she read it. Well, he just finished it last night, and I think I was sleeping at the time. It is so, so good. Oh, it's so good. good. It's the chapter uh, chapter three by Pascal Deneau. And uh, oh man, it just it just summarizes uh, uh, what what a Reformed Baptist believes about the covenants and. Mm. Oh, so good. Well, there you go. If our mm. listeners remember from our episode last week when yeah. we talked about being a Reformed Baptist and we talked about the the three C's, one of them mm. being that they're covenantal. Yeah. So if you want to if you want to understand our, our view of the covenants, then you definitely need to read chapter three in recovering a covenantal heritage. If that you're sure that's what it's called. Now I'm not sure. Now you've sowed a seed of doubt in my yeah. mind, but we'll I link just it in the show went, notes. I just went with it. You'll, you'll link it in the wow, show notes. Wow, I have so many things you do to all that stuff. link in all the episodes. Yeah. It's a good thing I love our listeners so you, much. You can do it. I have I have utter, 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 utter. No, utter. hang on. I have utmost. Thank oh, you. the that utmost. Was word. I have the utmost confidence in you that wow. you will do it. Wow. But I do all the back end stuff, so you can take care of that stuff. <laughs> So there you go. It works. Look, we're missing out on our on our perfect segue right here. Okay. Oh yeah, I know. Start uh, talking about Reformed Baptist. I know theology. I know it's like I I meant to do that. It, yeah, Anyways. and I didn't. But when I got in there, I kind of thought, hey, this is going the right direction. Because then, yeah, because Why? because we are continuing to talk about the Reformation today. Yeah, we are. So we talked about the Reformation last week just about last, last year last year uh i mean it's possible we did mention it last I'm year i'm sure we did but we talked specifically about it last week and today we're going to talk some more about it because as you so aptly said last Ap- week Ap- can you ever talk about the reformation too much i don't think so nah brah <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, we're moving things forward about fifteen hundred years, right? Yeah. I mean, we don't want to go back years or so. What? What? Do we, no, not fifteen hundred years. What did I say? Five hundred years. Going. Okay. Oh, I was yes. being crazy. We're, we're moving forward from the Reformation, which happened around the sixteenth century. So we're we're now in the twenty first century. Yeah. In case anybody so, didn't know. No. Uh, everybody out the there, we are in the twenty first century. century. Although 
you know, you could be listening to this in the 22nd century. No, it's, I don't think so. Yeah, I guess not. Technology not will have changed too much. Yeah, but you never know. I mean, it could be, a, a, you know, people people could uh, could archive our podcast episodes and then just like wire them directly into people's brains. That's true. Maybe Lucy's going to get really into tech and then she will yeah. like archive all of our episodes so that it, it's entirely your possible. like great, great grandchildren can listen to this. Anyway, <laughs> that was a seriously <laughs> bad rabbit trail. Any, anyway. Anyway. You? Um, yeah, we're moving things forward 500 years. If you want to know more about the Protestant Reformation, check out last week's episode. But now we're kind of talking about, well, what? so what? The Reformation is just a great event and yeah, we just we kind of remember it? Or, or is, there, is there, does it still have practical applications to today? Well, Dad, I'm so glad you asked because there is a phrase mm, that really is? answers this question quite well. Is it a phrase that I coined my very self? Nope, absolutely oh, not. Okay. Uh, it's a phrase that is uh, quite common, uh, especially in Reformed Baptist circles, but I think many of our listeners will have heard it. And it is the phrase, reformed and always reforming. Or oh. the Latin is like semper reformanda. Right, right. Because because the, the the Reformation is an event. As we mentioned last week, it's not this monolithic event. There was all yeah, kinds well, of things Luther's at play. Right, L- Luther event. really got things yeah. started. Um, but then there was a lot going on. It happened over a, a fair bit of time with a lot of individual players involved and everything like that. Uh, but, but when we do look back in history, we do see like there was this event, the Reformation. But it's not just as though, oh, you know, they got everything right and then moving on and then that's it. Like, oh, we've got all of our doctrine settled out and as long as you're reformed you're good exactly it's like i I always think of and i this drives mom crazy because i i quote this all the time Mm -hmm. but it it was tom askell who i first heard say that that um he says i always think i'm right but i do not think i'm always right Mm. right and and so the idea is is that what you believe at any given time obviously you think you're right or you wouldn't believe it yeah but any good christian knows that they're not right about everything Mm. and if we're not right about everything then shouldn't we always seek to be reforming yeah absolutely and i think something that's important to remember about the reformation itself is that a lot of the reformers were not trying to go start this new thing this new movement the the name itself they were trying to reform the church they were trying to bring positive biblical change and that's something that as all christians we should be getting on board with in our own lives every day. Yeah, they wanted to reclaim the foundational truth. They wanted to bring the church back to the scripture. Mm. Like that's what we mentioned last week, that the Reformation was so focused on the scriptures and what the scriptures say. And so like, it's good to identify yourself as reformed because that that identifies yourself according to my definition anyway, as somebody who's Calvinistic and and, um, Calvinistic and covenantal and confessional, right? But but it's also to, you know, it's also important to realize that, you know, the Reformation forming is never done like are, are we ever glorified in this earth no of course not right we're, we're continually seeking to be sanctified yeah. and as jesus says you know we're to be sanctified by the truth and so you know when i think about the reformation and the impact that it should have today uh, you know when we look back at the reforms that they made then we should be seeking to continue to make reforms today you know like i i think about in, in our church you know there's even changes that have taken place and I've been the pastor there for 12 years, you know, like we've adopted the, the 69 com- confession as our confession. And, and I mean, prior to that, we had a pretty, 
pretty, it was like a one or two page confession. I think about what we've changed with communion, mm. you know, like we've reformed on our view of communion and now we celebrate communion weekly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, it's important for Christians that we always need to be looking for blind spots because, you know, when I think about the Reformation, I don't know about you, Jacob, but when I think about the Reformation, you know, you think about the heinous practices that the Catholic yeah. Church was was engaged in. And mm-hmm. you mentioned some of those last week. And, and that's definitely was the case. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that those... <laughs> Those, you know, like, for example, the selling of indulgence. I don't think their motives were pure when it came to selling indulgences. I just don't think so. But I do think, you know, we ought to be uh, always uh, introspective and and, uh, always thoughtful about where where we have blind spots yeah. and where where we need to reform as well you know it doesn't mean that you have to you know you necessarily have to look for some horrible practices in your life although if those are there you do but you should just be looking for where you're missing things where we're being inconsistent in our doctrine and our practice well and you mentioned the church but i think all of us can look back on our own lives even if we've only been a christian for a few years and see the ways that we have experienced reform or sanctification we yeah. say and this is just the natural progression Progression mm-hmm. of faith. I mean, you quoted Jesus saying, you know, sanctify them in the truth. Your word mm-hmm. is truth. So the more that we are in God's word, like this is why the Reformation happened, right? Like if you remember the quote from Luther we shared last week where he talked about his conscience being captive to the word of God. The mm-hmm. word of God was his standard, was the standard of these reformers. This is why they wanted to bring change. And the same should be true in our lives today. The more the time that we spend in God's word, the more time we will have to see blind spots in our life the, the more the spirit will convict us and we can be reforming yeah so 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 not only do you need to be you know uh committed to the scriptures but you also have to be humble mm. right like you need to be willing to have your beliefs challenged essentially like i think about that book we're reading right now jacqueline and i are reading a book by roger olson on uh and i don't remember what it's called i it's, it's something to do with arminianism anyway she'll post it in the show yeah. notes but uh, but it's like uh, anyway, the, the the point is, is that like, you know, Jekyll and I, yeah, as we said, we're clearly reformed. We're clearly Calvinist, but we're willing to hear someone try to defeat our position. Mm. We're, we're, we're willing to have our doctrine challenged because if we're all looking to the same book, we're all looking to the word of God, then we're all always reforming. Now, so far, we've been very unconvinced by Roger Olson. We're pretty committed Calvinists, but the reason that we're committed Calvinists is because we believe that's what the Bible teaches. Right. So, so, so all of our doctrine is, is at the end of the day, we, we answer to the word of God. Hmm. So, and I think that should motivate us to be teachable people like that should instill in us a teachable spirit. And that's the only way we're going to be able to be always reforming. It's like yeah. the people that are are not willing to submit to the standard of God's word who are so, so uh, allegiant to their kind of beliefs or camps Mm -hmm. like you can't reform that like there has to be a willingness to learn to be reforming now 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 what do you you know you just made me realize you just made me think of in many cases when somebody heard what you just said you know as far as camps and and that is a problem you know when we do get in our camps and, and we don't you know concern ourselves with people in other camps and when we when we say camps we're talking about you know christians of different stripes yeah you know so you've got reformed christians and you've got uh armenian christians and you've got pentecostal christians and yeah. you know that kind of thing um but but i guess what some people will often be tempted to say is, well, you know, what about what about all these denominations and why do you use these labels? Like, why do you even label yourself as reformed? Why is it so mm-hmm. important to call yourself reformed? 
Um, so what do you what, what do you say to that, Chico? Well, I mean, we did a series on denominations where we talked about that like labels are not bad. They're yeah. not inherently bad. And we shouldn't think that, right? Absolutely not. Because these are ways that we distinguish what yeah. we believe to be true. And like yeah. we, we talked about like we love our Presbyterian brothers and sisters, but we believe that the Second London Baptist Confession of Faith is better than the Westminster yeah. Confession because we believe it lines up with with our standard, the word of God. Now, of course, Presbyterians disagree with us. Their standard is also the word of God. Yeah. But I, I'm not going to say, oh, it doesn't matter whether you call me a Presbyterian or a Reformed Baptist. It does because yeah. I I want to be identified clearly for what for what I believe. So so it's not really about the label itself. It's what the label communicates. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, and, and that's what, you know, so like, do I really care whether somebody calls me a Reformed Baptist or a Baptist? No, I really don't care. You know, you, I don't care if you call me a Baptist or a Christian. The point is, is the reason that I hold to those labels is because I want people to know what I believe mm-hmm. about particular things. So, so yeah, we definitely don't want it. So, so we think it's an entirely good thing if you are Reformed to identify yourself as Reformed, but to realize that to say you're Reformed doesn't mean that you're reformed and the reforming is done yes exactly i I think that's kind of the key there yeah absolutely and i i'm i mean if you look at the lives of the reformers themselves all of them their whole lives were marked by reformation and then they died and their successors reformed further i mean the reformation itself went on for more than just like one person's lifetime oh yeah yeah absolutely so um so here's a, it might be a bit of a st- sticky subject, and mm-hmm. I'd love to know your thoughts on this. As I mentioned last week, um, this this episode and last week's episode are based upon a, a blog interview I did for a for a fella, um, and um, and uh, and so one of the questions was, um, what are some areas that you see need reforming in the church today, and and so you know what are some areas, Jaquel, where you think. The church in general, like mm. we're not calling out any specific church. We're yeah. not even calling out any specific denomination. Yeah. We're just saying Christians in general, where are their blind spots or, or what are blind spots that you would identify that you think need reforming in the Christian church today? Yeah. And I would definitely say these are not just like ones that I am like isolated in. It's ones I've seen other people talk sure. about as well. But I th- one thing I think is is a big one that I mean, maybe this is like a decades old problem or always a problem, but a, a, a tolerance for sin. Oh. Um, there, especially there are just like increasingly yes. cultural sins, respectable sins that, I mean, maybe in every age, there are just different respectable sins you, that do, work its way into the church. Do you, th- well, I'll just tell you, rather than say, do you think, I think that that's largely in response to legalism, which was very prevalent hmm. in, in, in the church, say like, you know, in, in Grammy's generation. Right. So say 30, 40, 50 years ago, legalism was a real problem. And so now all of a sudden, it, you know, I always use the pendulum. The yes, pendulum yes. swings, right? And so the pendulum was so far up this way when it comes to legalism. And now all of a sudden we realize that there's Christian yeah. liberty, right? When it concerns several things, I'm not going to mention those things, but there's several things that there's Christian liberty on that the Christian can decide whether they choose to engage in these things. But the pendulum swung too far over. So now you're seeing licentiousness. Yeah. And people are thinking basically they can do anything. Mm-hmm. Do- yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, and I think also it goes even further than that, like not just like indulging or, or taking things too far, but yeah, just 
like actually people thinking they have license to sin, which I guess is licentiousness. So, so, so what do you think? So, so do you think that, that the, the church needs to reclaim a more, uh, a more robust doctrine of sin? Yes. Or, and a deeper hatred for sin. I okay. think this is one of the biggest things. We don't understand how bad sin is. Yeah. And, and, and that's where I think there's nowhere better to go than John Owen. Yes. Right. As well, you know, I'm, I'm reading exactly. uh, Owen with uh, several men in the church and mortification of sin is just, it's just one of the best books, best treatments on that. See this thing, you read John Owen or you read some of these reformers and stuff. Yeah. These guys, look, they did not have everything right. Okay. Yeah. There were issues that sure. we strongly di- disagree with them, but this area of sin, like they mm-hmm. understood how destructive sin was in ways that, again, just speaking as a, a broad brush across the mm-hmm. church. Yeah today we we don't in a lot of ways and maybe again that's speaking more to our situation in the west where we're so affluent and comfortable and you know a a lot of the sins that are so prevalent are just celebrated and accepted and seem like they don't have a lot of consequences but I don't know it's just like people (laughs) people do not speak strongly about sin they do not yeah they do not realize the yeah just the depth of how bad it is and we don't talk about it enough amongst one another yeah you know? that, that's something we were talking about in a recent bible study i yeah. think maybe yeah. that was was convicting to me like even how often are you talking to your fellow brothers and sisters about their spiritual life mm-hmm. about what they're reading in god's word about what sins god is is convicting them of because what makes it so difficult to talk to each other about sin is because we don't even talk to each other about about how we're reforming, about what's yeah. going on in our, our spiritual lives, which we really need to do. Yeah. One of the things that I think, I and that's that's an excellent one. Like, I, I've been, you know, with these fellas that I'm, I'm going through that book with, I'm just like, I think that this is so necessary. Like, even for me, like, I've read that book a couple times now, and it's like every time I come back to it, it just it just reminds me of how hideous sin is mm. and it also reminds us reminds me that god has given us the means through which to seek to mortify that yeah. sin and he's given us the desire and all of these things so so that that's a really good one I'm, I'm glad you brought that one up for me and this is just as a pastor with what's been going on in the world in the last two years for me ecclesiology seems to be one of the areas we need to reform in and and it's something that i've been seeking to reform my whole life in for sure and i have been reformed and i continue to reform. i mean i just talked about the issue of communion there right so so i mean there's there's no area of of the ecclesiology is the doctrine of the church for those who, who didn't know there's no area of of church life and and worship and practice amongst the people of god that shouldn't be open to reforming yeah but i think particularly when it comes to understanding our identity and how we ought to function in this world in relation to the government, you know, understanding the different realms of authority that God has instituted and how they're to function at the same time. I think that that's one area that, that reform needs to take place, you know, overall mm. uh, throughout the whole church. So, Well, and that's uh, going back to history again in the, the last few decades. It's interesting how, uh, again, across the church, some of the conceptions of like what church is and the seeker sensitive movement and all that have really damaged people's view of ecclesiology. Yeah. I, I I think that the the point is, is that, I mean, obviously Jekyll and I are, we are reformed Baptists, So we think it's, it's good to be reformed. If you're not reformed, Hey man, like we're here for you. Yeah. Um, this podcast is for all, all Christians and, and it's for youth uh, of Christians of all kinds. And, 
it's for people who aren't Christians if they want yeah. to learn more about what it means to exactly. be a Christian. But uh, but the one thing that w- we do hope, you know, whether you're reformed or not, we hope that you are always reforming. Mm. Um, we, we hope that you are always holding your doctrine up to Scripture and always seeking to grow in your understanding of Scripture and practice. And, uh, and, and you know, learning more about the Reformation, I think, will encourage you to do that. Absolutely. So, so we're going to, um, there, there are several resources that you can go to when it comes to um, the Reformation and understanding the Reformation. I think probably one of the most helpful places to go is to R.C. Sproul's website, which is ligonier.org, L-I-G-O-N-I-E-R.org. Um, and there's a lot of free resources there. And and if you really want to dig deeper, there's a, an excellent monthly service. I don't know. We, we get it. And I think it's like $15 U.S., but it gives you access to all of their courses. And, and they have courses that are taught not just by Presbyterians. They have got courses taught by Baptists and and all sorts. And there's there's church history courses and doctrine courses and courses on Martin Luther and there's all kinds of things so if you really want to dig deep um, and we're not even getting any cut on this yeah we're not pointing you there we don't benefit anything from it so so if you want to learn learn more about uh, what it means to be reformed and to be reforming uh, check out uh, legionnaire.org yes and as I mentioned last week we do an episode uh, for the 500th, uh, well, that was bad. The 500th, right. it's a hard word to pronounce. 500th. Okay? The 500th 500. anniversary of yeah, the Reformation. Yeah, you want to say 500, but you, yeah. 100th, 100th. 500th okay, anniversary of the Reformation. We did an episode that was just kind of a general overview of the Reformation, okay. and we talked quite a bit about Martin Luther, if you want to know more about his life, who he was, what all happened. So I'll also link that down below. Wow. Wow. Crazy things happen. Sorry, I just had a big yawn there. Sorry to bore you. Gosh, no, we need to I wrap this bored. up. I'm just tired, okay? I'm so busy, I'm So Jagiel. busy. I'm so you busy. need to go listen to our time episode yeah, again. Yeah, I really, or my our sleep episode. We must have done a sleep episode. I think so. Well, I don't know. Look, there's been so many episodes, so many years. Hopefully people have enjoyed today's and last week's episode. And uh, for everybody wondering where the casual conversations went, don't worry. Don't worry. They're coming back. They will return. But, uh, until then, people, uh, Jaquel, people, Jaquel, Jaquel, Jaquel yes. people. Where can people find us, Jaquel? Well, people and I, Jaquel, <laughs> can find us at our website, ageofminority.com. Yeah. They can email us at Jaquel or Sean at ageofminority.com. They can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Oh, yeah, we're still And there. if they want to give us a belated Reformation yeah. Day present or a belated birthday gift for Dad. Or just or nice. a Thanksgiving present, an early Christmas <laughs> present, okay, they can head over it. to Apple iTunes and leave us an honest five-star rating and review. Because what other rating and review would you leave? There is none to give. (laughs) All right, Jekyll, until next week. This has been Age of Minority.